Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Let the Boys Play podcast. My name is Ryan Strickland, and today I am joined by a very special guest, very special friend, Johnny the Tsunami Morris. How are you doing today, Johnny? Pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk with me today. I know you're a busy guy doing all sorts of things. You got your family, your, your, your girlfriend, your job. So you being able to set aside some time for the... Uh, for the let the boys play community uh does uh does feel pretty good i'm not gonna lie i appreciate that appreciate that of course yeah. yeah so uh for those who don't know uh if you don't know johnny morris and i uh former teammates at a uh, presentation college go saints um now johnny uh, tell the folks what you kind of been up to these days uh well just handling two jobs um uh, got a girlfriend now and um, I kind of run like a little vintage shop, I guess you would say, but I just do local markets around town. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just try to stay busy since I'm not playing baseball anymore. So okay, well, found, found a hobby. There you go, man. I don't know if you remember, but uh, on my visit, when I went and visited PC for the first time, I was staying with uh, with Lunenberg and Lambo and Bert and Bunge and all them, and they walked me out to the uh, to the third floor lobby, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna go hang out with some of the boys." And I was so nervous. I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "These guys are gonna be cool. They're not gonna like me." Like, "Oh shit!" And we walk out, and everyone's sitting around the tables, and I see you, and like, I don't I don't know who it was, but one of the boys, are like, "Hey guys, this is Ryan. He's he's visiting." Blah blah blah. And you stood up from the table and you walked right over to me. And I'm like, this dude is about to ring my fucking bell. I'm like, he's going <laughs> to slap the shit out of me. And you looked at me and you put your hand out and you said, my name's Johnny. You turn up. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. I'm like, I'm not going to any other school in the nation. I don't care. I do remember that. Yeah, that was the that was probably my favorite introduction, greeting, anything I've ever received from anybody. Uh, and my answer was, uh, I think my answer was something along the lines of, uh, yeah, man, sometimes I don't think at that point I'd have a, I'd had a sip of alcohol in my life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had my first or second beer, like the first college party, I guess, like at the baseball house. So the baseball right. house that was, um, you're, I don't know. I don't know if you remember the night. It was the first party of my freshman year at the house and you and me were chilling. We were just standing there talking in the in the in the kitchen area, and and the party goes dead quiet, and we hear this big. Well, you know, before it goes quiet, we hear a big like a big thump. <laughs> what the fuck was that? And we're, me and you were standing around, and we're going, "What's going on?" And somebody goes, "Oh, Henry fell, hit his head." And your response was, "Who the fuck is Henry?" <laughs> No, I don't, okay. dude, I don't remember that, but I'm pretty sure I said something stupid like that or something. I, I we tell that story about once a year. I don't know how, but it always comes out about Johnny Morris yelling, "Who the fuck is Henry?" Our freshman year, after Henry passed out and just knocked his noggin on a on a little well, dining was, room end table. That was baby hen. That was baby hen, dude. It was Jeez. baby hen. I missed that guy. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Wild beginnings. Uh, I miss, I miss all you guys. Yeah, we miss you. We don't. We don't. That's the thing is, like all, all all the older boys and all the younger crowd. We just didn't get. We didn't keep up with each other. Obviously, it's 
here and there, you know, you and me chat every now and again. Uh, but yeah, yeah we got to get something going. We got to get something going. I know, I know Bunge and all them boys are, see, what we need to do is we just need to do some sort of alumni event, but with only the people we liked. And not and just like, And not Naberdeen. I'm talking like no. Phoenix, San Diego, Vegas, Sumper. I'd say Vegas for sure. And, and Bob, Ryan Barker, again, thank you for your service out there, Bob is a police officer out in the Henderson, Nevada area, not too far from Vegas. He's got us. We got to, we got to. De- so he can help us uh, bail us out. Well, but no, so speaking of San Diego, you are a San Diego native. You're South, you're Southern California till you die. And yes, this, this is supposed to be a baseball podcast. So let's talk about probably one of the most exciting teams in baseball. Um, uh, the San Diego Padres riddled yes. with injuries. What's going on with, with, with your, with your bro- boys in the Brown and gold right now, Johnny, dude, uh, I don't fucking know, man. It's everyone. I'm a pretty big, like Padres Twitter guy. Um, but it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, I know it's kind of like early in the season, but it's like, what we're 30 plus games into the season right mm-hmm. and it's just i don't know like our offense has not you know tatis with all his fucking errors manny hasn't been hot or consistent we just got back uh, nola nola from the um il i think he broke his thumb in spring training but yeah dude Pitchers, I mean, we don't have – I mean, Lamette just came back. Um, but I don't know. Just his – no one's really going deep in our ball, like, you know, in our games. Uh, Snell pitched last night, and he didn't even go, like, six. I don't know, man. It's just – I mean, you if you watch the Padres – every day like I do like you can see you can see the potential but they just haven't like reached you know when everyone's clicking together as a team I always feel like one night there's just that one player that's just you know producing for us and I feel like once the pitchers get you know on track and they're going deep in ball games. I feel like literally the only person that's really stood out to me that's making a big-ass impact this year is Darvish because he's just carving up motherfuckers left and right. And and that's the thing is you guys made – you guys probably had the biggest sounding moves at least in the offseason because you guys were just picking up – I mean, picking up you, Darvish, is no small thing, but signing Tatis to the long contract – I mean, it just seemed like you guys were firing on all cylinders and heading into the year. It seemed like it wasn't it wasn't if you guys were going to make it to the playoffs, if you guys were going to see a World Series. Bro, it if, was, we don't, if we don't make the playoffs this year, there's going to be so many disappointed fans in San Diego. Well, you, you guys, bro, you have to. You, bro, you have to make the it's playoffs. It's either playoffs or bus. And I just now, maybe last season, started to listen to San Diego sports radio, Mm -hmm. sports radio. And holy shit, dude, like 
like right before I go to like my job, there's so many fucking like guys in their forties like talking to this one radio, you know, radio guy that we have in town. And they just sound like fucking baseball analysis. I'm like, bro, you've never you probably never played JV high school baseball. What are you talking about? These are the guys What are they saying? They're just saying wild shit, bro. These are the guys that you see adult league baseball in San Diego. Like they take everything so serious. I'm like, bro, you've never hit like a 88 curveball or a 92 plus. It's like, I don't know. Everyone's just coaches. It's just funny, though. It's funny. Padres fans are, I mean, shit, we haven't had a good season since 06. 06, 05, 07 era. Oh, oh, I think I got you back. Hello. All right, I I lost you there for a second. Ah, damn it! This what happened? Be my sh- my shitty Wi-Fi for sure. Damn shitty Wi-Fi. But no, that's okay. We keep it rolling here on Let the Boys Play. You still good? Yeah, no, we're still good. Um, no, so so no, that's I mean, you're always gonna have those guys, those uh, the talkers, we'll call them. People who yeah. only talk, the guys who don't actually haven't been there, and you know, it's not like it's not like we've been to the same level, but we've been to a level that most people, you know, yeah, that most yeah. people haven't got to, you know, whether it's you know, college ball is college ball, but you know, you do have different levels, but no, so yeah. I mean, if you guys don't make the playoffs this year, there's just going to be a lot of questions, there's going to be a lot of, like you said, let down fans. I'm sure, like yourself, you're a lifelong Padres fan, and I'm oh, sure. sure all you've wanted was to have a team like this, not just a team that's good, but, you know, a team that's relevant. Yeah, just consistently, you know, going to the playoffs. And actually, you want to hear a funny story about yeah. the last the last fucking playoff game I went to. So the last playoff game I went to, we probably obviously played the Cardinals because we never can get over that push against the Cardinals. And um, so it was my mom's, it was actually my godmother's birthday in uh, Temecula. So it's about a couple of hours away from San Diego. And they're drinking wine. They're drinking wine, bro. My mom comes back mm-hmm. home fucked up. She comes home fucked up. And at this point, like the game's gonna start in thirty minutes, and it takes about fifteen twenty minutes to get to fucking Petco because it's in downtown. So already, bro, me and my dad are already just fucking pissed. We're just pissed. So my dad gets on the fucking freeway, and he's speeding because you know we're trying to get a fucking good parking instead of parking. Yeah. I mean the parking, dude, by Petco is awful. It's awful, God, awful, bro. Because you you if you don't find a parking spot, bro, you're paying a good thirty to fifty, sixty bucks. Oh no, couldn't do it. So, I'm... so we get on the freeway, and my mom is just you know just in the passenger seat, and she's like, "I don't feel good." <laughs> oh no, she's just like, "I don't feel good." She rolls down the window, 
and yaks, bro. Oh, no, dude. Mama tsunami. Yes, all over, like, I don't know if it touched the car, but I just remember, like, a fucking piece. A fucking piece went by my eyes and landed right right in the middle of the chair. And it just smells so fucking bad. Oh, that's disgusting. So my mom's tanked. Me and my dad are both pissed. We find a parking spot fucking three miles away from a ballpark. No, so, dude, like, we, not not three miles. Come on. Three, now. three miles. <laughs> I shit you not. I shit you not. Bro, this is a playoff game in San Diego. So everybody's uh, in that bitch. And this is like the game. If they win, they stay alive. And if they don't, you know, we're just fucking bounced out. Yeah, win or go home. So just imagine, just imagine me and my dad rolling up to a playoff game against the fucking Cardinals, just heated already. And my mom's tank, she's, you know, fucking lost her mind. As a All unit, the- that was not the best day for the Morris family. As a unit. No, 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 not at all. Did, did not, the Padres not the win? Bro, they fucking lost. <laughs> And just walking, <laughs> walking back to the fucking car was just miserable. That is just an that's just an like I can't imagine a worse day at the ballpark. And just seeing fucking, I'm pretty sure like they celebrated on the field too because they got to to advance. And just seeing Yachty, oh, I fucking can't stand Yachty. You don't like Yachty? Hell no. And why? Drew, Drew Sanders knows this. I can't stand Yachty. Shout out to Drew Sanders, but why can't you? Why, what's what's going on with Yachty? Where's this I, this animosity stem from? I just I just never like Yachty. He's a good player, probably uh, probably like the second best catcher I've you know seen. Who's the like first? Play? Pudge Rodriguez. Oh, okay. There's an argument to be had there. That's for sure. So you don't like Yachty? I didn't know that. No, man. That isn't, huh? No. That's absolutely nuts. Well, hey, well, let me ask you this. Just because you are a Padres fan and you, there is so much, I mean, I've seen pictures of you as, as baby Tsunami in a Padres, as, you know, Padres jersey. I think I've Bro, seen you a, know, a picture of you and your dad on a trading card or something no, like that on like no, a ticket. No, it was on an official fucking Padres ticket. An official, like coming from the San Diego Padres, this wasn't yeah, so like it, something you got done at Kinko's so, or no, no. So everybody in that fucking stadium had a ticket of me and my dad on that bitch. Really? How did you guys? How did that? How do you get so, a picture of baby tsunami and Papa tsunami so, on every ticket in Petco? So there was a contest. Um, so this was the season where it was the last season in Qualcomm Stadium. So it was the the stadium that the Padres and Chargers shared. Mm-hmm. And at, this was the, you know, the transition where the Padres was going to play at Peco in the next year, I believe in 04. So the season ticket members, I guess, we had a chance to like submit a photo and then have like a little, you know, like a little comment or like caption on like yeah. a photo. And my mom's like, hey, like, let's do this. And like whatever, and I was like, "Mom, we're not gonna fucking, you know, we're not gonna fucking win." 
And shit, you yeah. know, man. We fucking won a contest. That is nuts that your picture was on thousands of... T- People probably went home with that ticket and, like, had it in their jean pocket for, like, a, yep. a, a day or two. Like, your picture was spread across yep. a, a, a large area of Southern California. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. And we we actually got to... um there was like a little countdown number in like right field. And I mean, my dad actually got to take one of those numbers off and we were like on the jumbotron and shit like that. That See, was probably like, that, that was probably like one of the best memories I've ever had. See, like that's, kid. yeah, dude, that is, um, that's a beautiful story. I'm sure that's one that you're going to like pass on to, on to your kids when you try to, you know, introduce them to Padres baseball and just baseball in general, going to games and, and being a fan. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't have that good of a story. I mean, I think the coolest story I have about a baseball uh, situation is about three years ago, I went to a Blue Jays Red Sox game in, um, in, in Boston at Fenway Park. And I was, uh, we took a tour of Fenway pregame during batting practice. And I'm sitting on top of the Green Monster. And Hanley Ramirez is taking batting practice. And I'm sitting there, and it's like a lifelong Red Sox fan. This is my first time on the Green Monster. And I'm like, just kind of taking it all in. I'm just looking around, you know. And Hanley Ramirez is just roasting these balls, dude. Just absolutely shitting on them. And then, I kid you not, like a machine, he just starts turning on balls and putting them over the monster. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right, here we go. Let's see what we can do. And I kid you not, from the bat, I see this ball. And I'm like, that's coming right at me. From the bat, I knew this thing was going to be in my general vicinity. And I kid you, it right, coming right towards me. And I'm, I'm watching this thing. And I swear to God, like slow motion, I'm tracking this thing. And it's just off my pot. It's like just off my right-hand side. And I go and I, I stick my hand out. And the ball fucking hits me in the palm. It hits me in the palm and it knocks my fucking hand back about 20 <laughs> yards. And I swear my first thought was, I don't have a hand anymore. I, I looked down and I, I thought I'd see just a stump. And, I, you know, adrenaline and everything's going. I got people mm. patting me on the back. I got Blue Jays fans, <laughs> Red Sox fans. We're all coming together, putting colors and, and cities aside. People going like, hey, good effort. Like patting me on the back and shit. And I'm like looking for the ball. And this, you know, young Blue Jays fan picks up the ball. I'm like, okay whatever and like i said i got these random people who have never met me they don't care about me they don't know i exist to this day telling me good job and nice effort and my mom who's one of the biggest red Sox fans that i've ever met is about three rows down to my left and all i hear from her is are you fucking kidding me (laughs) you played baseball this year you can't catch a ball it was like 102 off the fucking bat and i just barehanded it up and like i said dude it caught my hand it knocked my hand back I just couldn't fucking squeeze my fucking fingers quick enough. And my, oh, my, to this day, my mom does. I had seams in my hand, Johnny. Seam marks buried into my palm. And we'll be sitting there and I'll bring up something I've done in the past. She goes, yeah, but you didn't catch that ball at Fenway. And like that's, like, that's the only like memorable moment I have is my mother berating me for not just absolutely snagging a Hanley Ramirez line drive home run. And you got your card on, or you got your picture on tickets everywhere. So um, a little different. But still beautiful. Still, still a story I'll tell my kids. Hey, at least you didn't have a baseball glove. That is true. If it would have hit, if, 
Yeah. If it would have hit, if it would have hit my glove, way worse for me. At that point, I'm saying the exact same thing. I probably don't even get the the support from the random people um, at the stadium. If it, yeah, they're looking at me. They're like, oh, this is just you know, you know, eighteen, nineteen year old kid can't catch a fucking ball. Also, eighteen, nineteen year old kid bringing his glove to the park and can't catch the ball. <laughs> bringing your glove to the park, that's like that's saying that you're this is gonna happen. And then to not perform under, you know, in the situation, that's just a bad look for everyone. Yeah, that's just, sure. that, that, that's rough. No, have you, um, how many ballparks have you been to, Johnny? Um, so I've been obviously to Qualcomm, was the last mm-hmm. Padre Stadium, Petco, uh, Angel Stadium. I've driven by, I haven't gone i've driven by the giants and the athletics i passed by old yankee stadium and old shea stadium but i didn't go to games there because i was i was uh going to a baseball tournament in new york um so qualcomm petco angels uh i went to the mariners stadium I think is what's called what T-Mobile Field now. Yes, uh, is it T-Mobile? T-Mobile's the pink one, right? Yeah, because I know it was. Yeah. It, yeah. So I went to the Mariners one. Um, I've been to the Twins. I went. I caught a Twins game. I think my senior year of college. And I think that was about it for professional. I'll tell you one thing, dude. I don't think enough people give Target Field, the, the home field of the Minnesota Twins, enough credit. Yeah, I went there. I, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was. I liked it. No, it's really good. I've been, let's see, I've been to Fenway. I've been to whatever godforsaken stadium the Mets play in. Um, Chase Field, Angel Stadium, uh, Nationals Park. And uh, old Globe Life, where the Rangers used to play, um, and all those—I mean, all those are great. So let me ask you this: Being a huge baseball fan, if if you had the choice between a lifetime MLB pass, a lifetime MLB pass, Johnny Morris, any game, any stadium, anytime you want, or you get to go to a seven-game series, seven-game World Series with the Padres, what do you take? Ooh. And I'm not saying they win. I'm just I, I, I'm just is, saying it's a seven-game series. Is this in a World Series? Yeah, seven-game seven game World Series with oh, this got, year's Padres team. It, it has to be Padres versus the Red Sox at Fenway for sure. Dude, come on. Don't do that to me. You know I can't pick a side. I'd have to go bro, Red Sox, but bro, I'd, want to, I'd, want, I'd want to see your team win. I'd want to bro, see the Padres I'm, win. Bro, I am a Red Sox fan too. It's my second favorite team. I know, but if coming down to the wire, I would want the Padres to win for, for your sake, for Padres Nation's sake. You guys have dealt with so much for so long, and I might get a little little flack about being a it's Red just Sox a, it's fan. Just a th- it's just a thing because I've never been to Fenway, and I've always wanted – and the game that I do want to go see at Fenway would be a Padres-Red Sox game. You got it. it, it if anything ever gets done in your life, Johnny – Please make your way to Fenway Park. It's a magical experience. It's its own little world inside of it's, the city of Boston. 
It's just the thing, dude. The Padres like never play like the AL East, and when when they do, it's always I don't know, bro. Like I don't rem- remember the last series the Padres actually played at Fenway. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I will tell you this though: if you ever do make it to Fenway, hopefully soon. Big pro tip here: even if there there's not a game that night, and I'm not. Completely sure on the hours, but last time I went, my mom, again, shout out to Christina, biggest Red Sox fan I've ever met, told me about a bar that is underneath the center field bleachers of Fenway Park. It's literally called Under the Bleachers. And and, uh, I went last year for my birthday, two years ago for my birthday. It was myself, Henry Niles, John Giovi, and Michael Giovi. Shout out to the boys. Um, but no, literally, uh, for my birthday drink, we went, showed up, and it's underneath the bleachers, and there's a big metal gate um, that's just right. Like, literally literally an inch of metal separated me and the warning track of Fenway Park. And then we were just drinking, we were having fun. Then we went to another couple bars behind Fenway Park and did all that. But no, if you want a really cool experience, go to Under the Bleachers Bar uh, any night. And just sit there, enjoy a beer, and look at the the like the weirdly peaceful and just kind of like emptiness of Fenway Park at night with like very minimal lights on. It's just it's nuts. It's it's almost like an outer body experience just getting to sit there and kind of take it all in. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty nice to be honest. But Not, and I'm telling but, you, man. But for sure, I'm definitely going to visit Fenway soon. Because actually, we, my family and my girlfriend, were going to Houston at the end of the month. Ooh. So we're going to watch the uh, the Padres play the Astros, and I'm going to boo my fucking ass off. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, let's, yeah, for sure. I'm, I, I mean, probably the most controversial thing in baseball is the Astros. And I'm sure you being just a fan of baseball i we've never talked about it but what's your take on it why not um yeah it's kind of fucked up uh because fucking didn't the season after that whole scandal like altuve like was like such a shitty ass player yeah it was i I think someone like side by side his numbers and compared to the season where the not even the alleged cheating, just the cheating. It's not even alleged at this point. It's confirmed. Um, the just, cheating. Go ahead. I just think like uh, out of all those players, like hearing fucking Carrera's like take on it when he's trying to like, oh, like I wasn't cheating. trying to justify it. Oh my fucking gosh, that made me hate him even more. At that point, just own up to it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like at that point, you got caught. Just be like, "Hey, yeah, listen, it, you know, uh, we're sorry. It won't happen again. We understand the the, the booing that may occur." And can we, real quick, can we talk about how lucky the pod, uh, the uh, not the Padres, the Astros got um, that fans weren't allowed at games the next season due to COVID nineteen. Oh, because oh. they're still getting it. Like, they're still getting it from Yankees fans. Lucky. I saw but the, when the yep. wound was fresh, when the wound was fresh, I can't even imagine 
what would have happened during those games. Oh, they would have got ripped. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, there things are still getting thrown on the field. They're still getting booed. You know, they're they're still receiving what I believe to be like, yeah, you kind of deserve this. No, you never want to wish like harm or like hard times on people. But in this, this is just one of those situations where it's like, hey, buddy, you kind of you kind of deserve what's coming to you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, no. Shit, if I if I was a pitcher, bro, the Astros play what in the AOS, right? Yep. If I was a pitcher in the AOS, and I knew that I'm playing the Astros, what they play, what nineteen games, right? Each mm-hmm. other, every year. I'm fucking hitting Altuve and Carrera. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think there's, I mean, that's one reason why baseball is such a special sport is that uh, there is that unwritten code and you can kind of, almost like hockey, you can kind of take punishments and and uh, justice, I'll, I, we'll put it in kind of a little bit too serious term, into your own hands, and it's almost agreed upon that when it's deserved, there's no form of retaliation, which is pretty good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially, like, you know how, like, when they turn double plays, I'm coming in hot with my spikes up. Oh, oh, hot and high, baby. Hot and high. Hey, hey, I'm taking out some shins. I'm trying to take out some legs. I'm taking out any part of the body I can get my foot on. Yeah, like like you're going in, and at this point, you know you're out, so you're just going. You're you're looking for blood. Like, uh, who was it? Fucking uh, Chase Utley. Oh, uh, no, against the Mets. That was that was bad, bro. That was that was so bad. bad. That, that was that so was, fucked up. But that led to one of the greatest mic'd up moments in baseball history, where um the Mets manager went at it with that umpire after Noah Syndergaard was ejected in the first inning. Have you seen that? No. Oh, absolutely great. Um, I forget the Mets manager's name, but Noah Syndergaard. The next matchup, the following season, uh, I believe it was Noah Syndergaard. Um throws behind a Dodger. I don't know if it was at least specifically, nice. but, but throws behind him and gets tossed immediately. No warnings, nothing. Dude, and thing, my bad. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It's just literally, I was such a big chase Utley fan up until that point because mm-hmm. him and him and Jay roll in Philly in Philly. I was all about it. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't you up, be? up until that fucking point, bro? I'm like, dude, there's a point in time where you can like fucking take someone out. That was like, that was fucked up. Yeah, that was so fucked up. It, not, not to like completely jump off the topic of baseball, but speaking of fucked up, have you heard about this Chinese rocket debris? Um, I heard a little bit of that on Twitter, and then a little bit of Dude. like the dot. The Dogecoin, so I didn't know if they were like doing the same. No, if it was the same no, no. or what. Listen to this shit. You ever just want to just walk? Well, don't walk into the ocean yet, just because we don't know what's going on. I but, can't swim. Okay. So. You can't swim? Fuck no. <laughs> what, Johnny? <laughs> why, can't, why can't you swim? You live in San Diego. Bro, I never be by the beach, bro. The only time I'm at the beach is like when I'm like. Drinking with my friends or like out on yeah, but you weren't you weren't drinking with your friends when you were eight years old, and every other kid in America that had access to a body of water was swimming. Yeah, dude, I was, bro. I just 
just working. Your nickname is Tsunami. How are you not swimming? Bro. So literally when (laughs) (laughs) So when all my fucking friends would be in the pool when I was little and I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna be a little bitch. Bro, I had a full on like life fucking jacket on that shit. In the fucking pool. It's just I feel just like I had I just had bad experiences as a kid, bro. Like I almost drowned at a fucking water amusement park as a kid. See that I'm I'm glad you bring that up. There is not enough safety and regulation with those fucking water parks, dude. There's just not you know do you want to hear the fucked up story though? Yeah, go ahead. So it was at I don't know if you heard of Soak City. Um Yeah, Soak City, yeah. Yeah. The water is literally down the street from where I live. And my whole fucking family went there. So, you know, I was just like, okay, cool. You know, it's going to be a cool-ass time. And we go on the the water slides. And I'm just like, I'm like saying to myself, I'm like, uh, I don't know about this. You know, like, shit's kind of steep. And the slide actually goes into like a full, like, eight-foot, like, pool type. And my dad yeah. was like, hey, don't worry. Like, I'm going to slide down first so i i can catch you on your yeah, so you catch you yeah yeah so i'm like all right <laughs> I, I was like okay bet yeah like, you trust bet. dad there's no like, reason to not trust him hey hey i'm trusting i'm trusting senior with all with with <laughs> all my with, <laughs> with all my fucking money bro so i go down i'm like okay like the water's hit me in my face i'm like all right you know i'm about to about to drop off because like you can see the opening i'm like okay and then I don't see my dad, bro, like the split <laughs> second. And I'm shitting bricks, bro. And I go down the fucking water. And it, I just feel like, bro, I'm just like in the water. Like, dude, I don't fucking know. And I'm like paddling like, you know, like a fucking pig in a body of water. And I fucking <laughs> lifeguard comes down. He fucking no, me out you didn't the have pool. to. You didn't have he, to get lifeguarded, dude. Life, life, fucking guard dog. He comes. Where's in, your dad? Took, Did he get stuck? I don't know. So I get, I get <laughs> up, I get up from the fucking steps. I fucking start yakking up water, cause I, I mean, I don't know how to fucking swim. So like, my fucking mouth was open. I guess I'm throwing up water. I see my fucking dad. I'm like, I thought you. I was like, I thought you were gonna fucking catch me. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I didn't say that, but I was like, what yeah. are you doing? And he's all like, oh, my bad, my bad. I was like, <laughs> I was like no shit, you're bad. He had, he had nothing. You, there was no, like, oh, I got Bro, stuck. Oh, no, my, raft, no. my raft fucked up. No, he just, no. My, he, was having my so, he was having so much fun on his way down. The forgot you were coming in hot behind him. <laughs> Bro, and shit you not, I still tell this to him like i don't know how often but i'm just like hey you remember you didn't fucking catch me on the slide <laughs> that's why i'm hey, scared of fucking water now hey, remember when you fucked up oh my god no for one that might be my new favorite story um but no this dude there's this chinese rocket listen to this china china launched some rocket into this in, into space right and you know how when you watch watch rocket, yeah, good for China. When you're watching rockets like go up, and you know how like certain pieces fall off, you know, yeah, like, like the, 
Yeah, they don't need them. So fast, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, there's this, apparently, and a lot of this is not going to be like the most accurate information just because I've only read a little bit of it. But apparently, dude, there's this 100-foot-tall fucking tube, this metal tube that's falling down to Earth at about 18,000 miles per hour, right? No one knows where the fuck it's going to land. No one. Not the Chinese, not the Americans, not fucking anyone. No one knows where this thing is going. And they're like, yeah, we should know like two hours before it hits. That's not enough time. No, that's not enough time at all. That's not enough time to evacuate a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Someone's going to get fucking plunked. Like, can you imagine you're just hanging out in like Cincinnati and all of a sudden they're like, hey, that Chinese tube's about to crush us all. Get your shit and get out. You got 45 minutes. No one makes it out of the city. The one guy who lives like right next to the freeway gets out. No one else makes it out of the city. Like, I, I heard that today at work. And I, I was like, why am I here? Why am I working right now at a fucking a car dealership? I, I, I sell cars now. But why am I in a fucking dealership right now when there is a fucking giant tube going 18,000 miles towards the earth and everyone's answer where it's going to land is who's to say like are you kidding me like can you imagine one i mean earth 70 percent water great chance it doesn't get anywhere where people are living right but could you imagine being a fucking fish and you're just swimming (laughs) somewhere out in the atlantic and out of nowhere you get fuck you get your bell rung by a fucking 100 foot tube going eighteen thousand miles per hour well you gotta say watch your lips Watch your lips, fucking ugly finder. Can you imagine that, dude? That I'm mad. You're you're just a fucking tuna, just swimming out, and then out of nowhere, a people's elbow from the sky just comes and just ends your life. Just like that's the shit that's just going on. It's just a giant piece of Chinese metal is fucking rocketing towards the, the earth, and ever. You know what I did today, Johnny? I went to work. I came home. I drank it truly. A fucking spacecraft could come crashing through my roof any minute. I don't know. That is just absolutely wild. God. Kind of fucked up. It's very fucked up. You know what's not fucked up, though, Johnny? Is your uh, is your vintage clothing business. Tell me about it. Little little plug. Little business plug right here. Um. So I guess I started, say, shit, sophomore year of high school. So mm-hmm. I shit you, shit you not, bro. I had a fucking YouTube channel. Oh, I'm I'm subscribing. No, I I'm gonna go find it. it. No, I fucking oh, did it for sure. Come on. But yeah, so so like sophomore year, so I guess like it was popping off then. So it was probably 2010, probably. Um, just started collecting hats and shit. Um, just like sports hats, just like snapbacks. Yeah. So I'd make like a little review and stuff like that. But I was just, I was just looking for hats. I wasn't looking for like jeans, like t-shirts, shit like that, like I do now. So, I mean, like one time I remember like back then, like the mighty, if you found like a mighty ducks hat, like it was like the holy fucking grail. And I remember I got a Mighty Ducks hat, just a simple one, just, you know, just a purple one with a little duck logo. Got it for a 
a fucking doll hair and I flipped it on eBay for 50 bucks. And I was no, like, and then you're hooked. And I was like, shit, if it's that easy to make that much fucking money, I'm going to bust my ass yeah. looking for these fucking hats. So yeah, I did at that, that point, for you're, a at, bit. You're, you're, you're hooked. Yeah, I did that for a little bit, and then I started getting into, like, jerseys. Um, I have a pretty extensive jersey collection. Um, so I just started selling jerseys and shit like that, and then it kind of, like, died off kind of once, mm, probably, like, my junior, senior year, because that's when I started – that's when I, tr- you know, started to try hard a little bit in baseball in high school. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then it kind of just picked up back in, I guess, college, I guess. Because I would go back home and just hit all the thrift stores. And we have, like, a bunch of fucking swap meets around me. So I'd go there on weekends when I can from, like, all my summer jobs. And then I guess maybe my senior year of college, because I was going to the thrift stores in the Dean, which there's like three yeah, in, betwe- in between classes. And uh, there was an app that actually just got created like around my senior year. So around 2017, maybe late 2016, it's called Depop. And it's literally just like eBay, but you can just post kind of everything, but it's mostly known for like clothes. Mm-hmm. Snap it, put on the price, you know, your shipping shit. And then, uh, yeah, made a little bit of money off of that. Just, you know, going in between classes and stuff. And then once I got back home, like, obviously I didn't get like a job like soon. So I just did that on weekends and met a lot of people that you know kind of did the same thing and now it's shit now the game's all wrecked bro but is it i hear um, I, I i don't really know much about about what about the game we'll call it but i hear that resellers are a huge problem i hear like people who go and you know if a new shoe comes out they buy up like every single shoe and then they resell them for you know twice the amount of money because no one else yeah. has the shoe yeah, so it's kind of like that, but it's only if you get, like, like something, like, super crazy, like, I don't know, I guess, like, Banty, like, old Banties, like, those are really hard to come by, so, yeah, um, shit, it's, it's kind of crazy, because now, since, like, the whole pandemic that happened, because I guess you could say, like, I'm in a vintage selling community or whatever on my you know on my instagram so um since the pandemic people couldn't go to like markets or like flea markets and stuff like that they started to sell like their t-shirts and shit online so mm-hmm. that kind of created a you know another huge bigger audience which you know caught like a lot of people's attention so now since things are kind of like opening up and shit like that people are kind of like a little antsy to get out there because those live auctions like bro like one of the biggest things it was on the wall street journal like some kid that i know like because like 2019 i used to sell like the the largest like flea market in america it's in pasadena and i'd sell like all my vintage clothes there with my friends you know i met him but he sold he sold a vintage 
I think it was, you know, when Aladdin came out, like '96. Yeah, it was like it was like mid to late '90s. '96. So it was like this all over print, like genie t-shirt he sold that for 6k get the fuck out no he didn't 6k bro he did not know for a t-shirt for a a, a for genie a, for a fucking t-shirt for a 6K. disney's aladdin genie t-shirt someone paid yes. six si- was there only one of them ever made and was it sewn by jesus no. christ himself no there's there's a handful made it's just Ever since that 6K hit, like, the game's been fucked up. Now you see t-shirts easily go for 250, 500 plus. Easy. So you're saying because this one kid sold one, one kid. Aladdin t-shirt for $6,000, it had a ripple effect that af- affected the entire vintage fashion community. That's what kind of fucking started it all. But it wasn't just him. It was just... It was just the whole kind of effect of the whole pandemic and nobody yeah. didn't have really anything to do. So, and then people also got like extra money too. So they had some money on their hands. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I've done, I've done a little bit of traveling and I've gone to, you know, I haven't been all fucking over. I'm not like Lewis and Clark or fucking Amelia Earhart. I'm not traveling crazy distances. But I was in New Zealand last summer, and I was walking around New Zealand, and it was in Auckland. And I see this store, and it's called, um, pretty sure it's called something like 90s American Fashion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I yeah. go into this store, and the store was filled with the kind of kids that most likely would, have, would bully me if I was in high school today. Like though, like just like the really cool, edgy kids, and they're all you know shit ton of these kids in this store. Business is booming, and I'm walking around and I'm looking at these shirts, and it's just like it's literally just a shirt. It's just like Coca Cola. It's just like like there was a couple cool ones, like a couple like you know like that graffiti style shirts. You know when you used to go to like yeah like the fucking fair and they do like graffiti shirts, like stuff yeah. like that. And Fair-ish. it was just like yeah. And like I like obviously I don't know the game like you do, but these shirts were like sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety dollars, and it was Easy. like a it was Easy. like a it was like a Hanes large T shirt, and all it has was like the tight end for the fucking Dolphins in eighty like nineteen ninety two. I don't even know yeah. who that tight end is, but just going for stupid amounts of money. Yeah, just it's dude, it's it's pretty crazy. Like I wouldn't even say like i'm an expert at this shit because i don't even know like the half of the shit that i'm actually doing bro like i just get shit like cool but i mean i kind of have like you know like a general price range you know if i get something i'm like oh you know so it's it's pretty wild now and just especially where i live like i guess like kids are still not in school so i mean the place where i go and get stuff every morning like they're they're just you know just kind of getting shit too which they should be fucking school but i mean yeah they should be they (laughs) should be in they they should be at school listening to the morning announcements like we had exactly 
exactly, yeah, the, but we didn't get we didn't get this time. We had no global pandemics when we were in high school. Nah, but I mean, it's it's cool. It just means like a lot of people are buying it. And yeah, it's, it's just it's just crazy, bro. Like, um, so 2019, I probably sold at the Pasadena. It's called Rose Bowl flea market which is like the biggest like flea market like in the u.s so a bunch of people would drive from all across america just for this one weekend it's actually just one day actually on a sunday and a lot of yeah a lot of japanese buyers that actually have resale shops they would fly from japan just for that one i think it's oh wow every third Sunday of the year uh, of the month. So they would fly bro and come with like 20 K in their pocket, just hundreds. And I'd be setting up before even we go in, bro, just setting up with like my clothes racks and shit like that. And they'd be, I, I mean, they would take out their wallets and it's just, a, it looks like they just sold Coke like that whole day. Like, you know, the, they, fat the yeah. Fat. Yeah, the big old stack. Yep, yep. And they would just buy, 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 buy. That's nuts. Yeah, but the that thing is, is, it, is the, the thing is, they'll go back home and sell it for like five times the price. Oh, of course. Of course. And I do not know the exchange rate of like American currency to whatever their currency is. But you'd have to imagine they're making out like a bandit because they're reselling it more. And if the exchange rate is in their favor... They are probably making like, you know, three, four, five, six times what they bought it for. Oh, yeah, for sure. And absolutely not. Dude, and those buyers are fucking aggressive, bro. Oh, you have to be. You're not flying halfway across the world for a flea market. And you're just like, oh, yeah, like, I I guess that's okay. I'll pay that. I doubt it. Dude, they're aggressive. Because they try to nickel and dime my ass. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, you can't find that shit back home. Like. You're either going to pay what I, like, ask for or else you're going to go to somewhere else and they're going to have it for even more, so. Yeah. You know. (laughs) You you, got to stand them up. That's what what we call it at work. You got to stand people up when they're not acting right. Yeah. Stand them up and say, "Eh, go ahead, then leave. You're good. It's just like, dude, it's crazy. Like, they they literally only look for, like, everything that's, like, U.S. made because a lot of... um, like overseas buyers, they love like USA made products. So, so yeah, it's just pretty crazy, bro. No, it's nuts. No, no, it's definitely like I said. I don't really know much about that kind of game, and it's super interesting hearing it uh, talked about from someone who pretty much lives lives the game. You know, live live by it, die by it. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, before I let you go, I know you're a busy guy and you got you got shit going on. But what's the one thing that you've bought that you or, or or let me rephrase that? Is there something that you bought, whether like at a swap meet or you know one of these events that you'll never resell? You're just gonna keep forever. Ooh, um, that's a hard one, bro. Or it can just be your favorite. Like maybe you'll sell it one day, who knows? But it's just your favorite thing you've ever gotten. Um probably I think I probably went. I think this is probably like my second post on my like vintage Instagram account. 
I found these Jordans. Um, they're like called the Celtics in my fucking size. Really? Just let let you know these retail for one sixty. And the resale value now, I mean, I wouldn't even know. I just thought it was pretty crazy. It was in my size. And get so much up on it for. Are they the let me ask you this? Are they the green, white, and black or the green, white, and gold? Yeah, the green, black, and white. Green, black, and white. Um, it's like the DMP pack. Okay. Well, okay. Here, let me let me ask you this. What size shoe do you wear? Uh, well, now, dude, I think my fucking foot's trunk, so I'm at the seven and a half. Eight. Seven and a half? Seven and a half, eight? I'm trying to see. I'm trying to find what those are going for right now in seven and a half or eight. Um, I'm going to guess that you bought them for like 70 bucks. Fuck no. I mean, I would have bought buy them for <laughs> three doll hairs. You did not buy it for three doll hairs, dude. Shut up. I swear. Right now on StockX, if we're talking about the same shoe, um, a size eight is um, uh, the, the lowest ask is a thousand dollars. Yep. That is absolutely insane. They are they, they are a clean shoe. I'm not the biggest shoe guy, but if I was going to spend a little bit more money on a pair of shoes, um, I don't know if you know the pair I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up, but they are the um, Jordans that were in the um, Into the Spider Verse, the ones that Miles Morales wears. They're like the um, oh yeah 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 I know. Let me let me look them up. Miles, they, ha- Miles, they have the little shoes. They have like the little Spider-Man like little logo on it, right? On the yeah, trunk. they're the Jordan. They're the Jordan One Retro Highs, and the yep. difference is is the bottom is like a translucent blue, like a yep. like a clear blue. Bury me in those. I got a buddy at work named Ty. Shout out to Ty Watson. He's my good buddy from Texas, and he. I will use his saying here. Those shoes are casket sharp. Like you could bury me in them and I'd be looking as good as I could when I'd be dead. Oh, casket shit. sharp those shoes are. Casket sharp, eh? Yeah, use it. You're you're free to use it. Ty Watson passed it on to me. I pass it on to you. Casket sharp. Casket you're just looking sharp. good enough to bury. It dude, it's just no. like my shoe size, like a seven and a half, eight, is mm-hmm. like the most like if you trying to buy like a good shoe on the resale market like bro like my shits are like expensive expensive but i never pay well, fucking resale for my shit bro see that's the that's the way i feel going to fucking ross and i know it's not the exact same thing but like my i'm i'm size 10 i'm like very like average in terms of size there are never cool shoes in my size at ross they're always in like the size 15s or the size like Dude, but like, if you're like a size nine to like eleven, like your shoes are. If I mean, if you're trying to get like Jordans or like a nice, you know, like a limited pair of Nikes on the mm-hmm. drop date, like you're probably gonna get it because they make more shoes in that size range. Yeah, that is true. I guess I never thought about that. Maybe I need to come out for the uh, the Rose Bowl flea market. Maybe I need to drive out there. You you can do your thing. I'll walk around, buy some stuff. Bro, it's, your... it's it's so big, I haven't even, like, walked around it yet. No. No, we should do. If, if, you know what? I'll make you a deal. If I if we're still running the pod, if I'm still doing the podcast here, 
I will fly out. And when you are doing your, when you are selling at the Rose Bowl market, I will set up shop and we will, we will bring random buyers in, ask them what they bought. And we'll do oh, a little podcast bro, episode at the Rose bro, Bowl flea market. Bro. So many people fucking do that shit, to be honest, bro. Like really all, dude, there's like, so the Rose Bowl, bro, like everybody like from LA, like all the vintage shops, they go and buy there to like resell at their store. They have celebrity stylists, fucking that one guy, Jeff, that one guy, Jeff Gloomberg or something like that, right? He's on Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldberg? Yeah, he was there the last, yeah, he was there the last time I was there. He was shooting like a... It's fucking Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) son of a bitch. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, He was there shooting that little, little show that he has like on Disney Plus. I didn't know he had a show on Disney Plus. Yeah, a lot of people are there, bro. Especially a lot of celebrities too. See, dude, well, if I'm still doing this by that by, by whatever time, I'll just fly out, set up a little table. You buy something from it's G's Vintage, right? That's that's your business. Yes, sir. If you buy something for G's from from G's Vintage, you get you get three minutes on the podcast to dude, talk about so what actually- you just bought. There's this one guy that used to always like film me there. Uh, he's it's like on his YouTube channel, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like saying like the shit that I have, and I'm, I literally only had like probably good ten things that are like actually worth you know something to people. Mm-hmm. But he he was all trying to like fucking vlog me and shit like that, dude. I was so awkward, and I had my lazy eye. Just, <laughs> my lazy eye was just fucking hanging. <laughs> My lazy eye was just hanging during the video. I'm like, dude, why do I look so fucked up right now? <laughs> lazy eye. Dude, my lazy eye was bad too. It was it was drifting. <laughs> I didn't know you had a lazy eye. Bro, come on. You I'm have a lazy sure every I'm what pretty eye? sure every I do I think my right eye. You think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in every like drunk college photo I have, my fucking eye is like drifting off just on in its own world. Dude, I'm looking through your Instagram. Dude, there's no way you have a late. Like, is it only when you're drunk? Uh, sometimes when I'm fucking sober, bro, it's, you know, it just runs off. That, oh my God, that hurt. That was like a solid belly laugh. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any. Any lazy eye. I am looking at your your Jordan your Jordan Celtics though. I found a picture of you in them. You do you've always been a very stylish person. You've always had the 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 perfect amount of swag for any given nah. situation. That's for sure. Nah. That is the fucking lazy eye. Now what you need to do is you need to start selling some uh, some presentation college gear if you still have it hanging around, and you can totally pass it off. Bro, some, like, I wear that, shit. Bro, I wear that shit to work, bro. Like, I, hey, I still, I, I still wear my PC stuff all the time. Go Saints, thank you, bro. I'm just Goodbye. glad, like, I can just show up to work, like, in like gym attire. So, I mean, yeah, that is I, dope. I, I wear, I wear that shit every day, and it's weird because, like, I'm a size kind of like large now, um, but the shit that I have in college, it's a medium and it still fits me, like. It doesn't even fit me snug. I'm just like, damn. You're just, you're just built different, Johnny. That's all it is. You're just built different. I don't know, man. 
Well, I don't know no. about you, but I, I have had an absolutely fucking phenomenal time so far. You've been an absolute. This is exactly what I expected when I when I asked you to do this. You're the first person to come on this who isn't part of that fantasy league that this podcast is supposed to be about. But you're the first person outside, and you've been in it. Exactly what I was hoping for. Bro, when you told me about this, like, I immediately fucking, I think that day I told you at work, I was going to fucking listen to it. And you I, did, you you did. And you, bro, you followed through. I, I was fucking rolling. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to try to get more, more of the boys. I was trying to keep it just in the, in the fantasy league, but I'm going to try to get some of the other old boys. I'm going to try to get Ikem in on this bring him in for like a, a like an exclusive episode where he just can air out everything where's greg I'm, i'll where yeah i'm gonna bring up the where's greg thing i'm gonna i'm Dude, gonna let know him know who actually you know i actually go ahead started that shit you started it i, I thought i thought uh i thought mclean nope. started it nope nope because i started it and then he, <laughs> and he caught on to it and then i guess it was when he had the, you know that little problem <laughs> and then we got yeah. fucking told don't say that yeah we did there were god we we could do a whole podcast like like millions of, like okay not millions a bunch of episodes on just random shit that happened just at pc like not anything oh, else oh just... i'll do I'd, I'd fucking go in yeah fucking Ooh. <laughs> there, there's a lot there's no, a fucking but like i said thing. I'm gonna get more of the boys on here. Like I said, I'm actually I I am 100% going to try to get Ikem on here because I think that would just be hilarious for all the boys. Um, but you no, you really do that though. Yes, 100%. I text Ikem twice a year, only when I'm drunk, and I just I just talk to him. I talk to Jess. I try to I I try to figure some things out with him, like why he hated Henry, um, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I don't know if you listen to. I don't know if you listened to the episode that I did with Bailey and how we talked about how Lunenburg had a hold on the program. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was, uh, and you can you can attest to it, 100% true. Um, oh, yeah. Jesse Eichen was the head coach, but Alex Lunenburg decided what happened with that team. That's 100% yep. what went down. No, this is um, this has been an absolute fucking treat. Your, uh, what your your episode number four. Of the Let the Boys Play podcast. Did you have fun? Sure did, brother. Hey, you're welcome back anytime you want. Um, just, let, just let me know. Let me know. Anytime. We can get Papa Tsunami on here. You know what, dude? I'm doing this. I'm, I'm doing this thing on my iPad, which means we're mobile. We, you know, we go to a we go to a Diamondbacks Padres game. We'll get some, we'll, we'll we'll get some we'll get some interviews. We'll, we'll, I'll get you on the field. We'll figure it out. Fucking hey, mid mid game interview. Mid-game interviews, we'll, we'll we'll hang the microphone down to the bullpen, um, just like just like the XFL. Exactly. Oh God, <laughs> I love the XFL. Go go St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, any um any parting words? Any any shoutouts? Any anything you want to say to the folks? Um, no, I don't know. Just stay safe. Wear your fucking mask. Wear your fucking mask. I'm trying to fucking get season tickets to the Padres game next year. <laughs> Please, just, just wear your mask. The tic- hey, them them resale tickets are fucking cutting in my wallet right now. <laughs> well, Johnny, like I said, you're uh, you're you're a good good uh, good guest, a even better friend. 
thank you for doing this. Thanks for just sitting down and talking with me. Uh, this this has been the Let the Boys Play podcast. Thank you for all my friends and like the one random guy uh, for listening out there. And uh, we will see you hopefully next week. That was, that was beautiful.